Hey, everybody. This is Sue Ellis Seller from Spiritual Business Spotlight, and I am honored today to have Carrie Berkey from CarrieBerkey.com here today with us to share a little bit about a free spirit lifestyle and her book and give us tips and tricks about like improving our lifestyle and making it more magical. Is that right? Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Susan. So yes, I have a book called The Free Spirit Guidebook, and it's actually just like 30 lessons that you can kind of weave into your day. Some are really short, some take a little bit more time, and just to help you kind of release negative energy, feel a little bit more free, feel a little bit more like yourself. Oh, that sounds good, especially right now with what everybody is going through in, in you know, just in a broader sense. I feel like connecting with a more positive version of life is vital. Yes, it was kind of interesting. I felt like last year during quarantine here that I was getting messages and people were just saying that the book was helping them a bit because the format, I mean, I tell people they can almost use it like um, pulling Oracle cards, you know, like you could just open it to one page and kind of mm -hmm. be like, that's what I need today. And sometimes it might just be a page that has a positive affirmation or maybe it has a little tip to do. So it is kind of nice that it's not overwhelming, but it does give you a little bit of a piece, a little moment to yourself that I think we've all had a hard time with the last year. Right. And I love doing that. Like, that's one of my, like, I, I also teach like Oracle reading and divination, like a flow form of divination. And so picking out a book and just opening to a page and reading a passage is oftentimes such a great way of getting a message for the day. Yes, I feel like that's, I think a lot of people do think of cards and it's kind of funny to think of like to grab any of your kind of spiritual or just inspirational books and to grab it and just kind of like, what do I need to know today? <laughs> and open it and like every time it works, <laughs> whatever you read usually is like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's empowering too. Like it makes you feel like it adds another layer, right? Like you do that. And then the fact that what you read felt good, then that makes you feel even better. You're like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. And then right there, that's like a neat shift of energy. Right. Into that like miraculous synchronicity kind of flow with the universe. Yeah. So I feel like things I share are for when you're not feeling like you're in that flow. <laughs> and sometimes that can happen like multiple times throughout the day, or maybe you feel like you're in a longer stretch of that, you know, kind of more being in your head, not in your spirit or your body or your heart. And so I kind of like to forgive yourself for wherever you're at, if it is a longer period or you feel like it is happening a lot throughout the day. And just know that's technically everybody, right? I mean, we all have that. I think we beat ourselves up though sometimes thinking that everybody else isn't like that. And I think that's what's really, you know, start where you're at. And then even if you slip backwards, it doesn't, it's all good because you're all going to learn from everything too. Right. And I love that sense of community. Like you're not in this alone. You're not the only one because as you've said, you know, with, with social media showing us such a glamorized and, um, you know, almost like, uh staged optimistic view of a lot of other people's lives it's really important for us to remember that um everybody goes through this no i like that i mean i feel like sometimes too i can get hooked into that like trying to share 
the tips to get out of it. Um, and sometimes, you know, forgetting to acknowledge why I'm using it because I was feeling stuck or, you know, angry or frustrated or sad. And, and I guess sometimes on social media too, and something I've had to remind myself a lot over the years is that it's okay to feel all those things. I, I've really struggled with that. I think that's part of the reason I have the book is I, I always felt like you're supposed to be happy a lot. And when you weren't, that it was something you were doing wrong. And then, so you try not to feel those feelings. And then I didn't realize, I mean, it took me a lot of, you know, studying, working with people um, to learn that when you don't feel those feelings, they keep coming back in maybe physically, um, in relationships, all sorts of stuff. And it, I feel like it's taken a long time. And now if I'm feeling angry or sad, I still can be challenging to do, but to like feel it. And then to maybe even try to figure out what happened. And that's actually something I talk about a little bit in the book. Sometimes it is like something that has happened to you and you want to like sit with it or you should sit with it. I shouldn't say should, but <laughs> like I, that's always a tricky word. But something I also talk about in the book is that sometimes you're all of a sudden feeling a little wonky or you're feeling off. And it's oftentimes from somebody else's energy, or sometimes it is because you just went on social media and you saw something that made you feel maybe guilty or bad. And to start to have that self-awareness that you were picking up stuff from other people or even just the news. I mean, that, that took me a long while too. Like maybe you'd watch the news, you'd go on social media. And then I was wondering why for hours after, I'm just not feeling good. Or maybe you're snapping at people. And so that you, to know that you can use your breath, you can use like writing exercises, your imagination to shift, shift out of that energy. It's huge. <laughs> right. And you bring up a few really, really good points. Number one, sometimes these feelings just don't originate from within ourselves. And because we haven't been taught like these really subtle energy interactions that are so common. Um, you know, it's not taught to us in, in like Western culture. So we are acting from this place that is reacting to something, but we don't know what that thing is that it is. And another thing that you brought up is and it's kind of like this thing in the spiritual community. And, and I, I know that we're turning a point or turning a corner with this, but there are other feelings besides positive, you know, um, there are other feelings besides happy and high vibe and everything like that. And so to shame yourself or to kind of try and suppress those things is actually pretty unhealthy. Yes, it's, taken me a long time and I feel like it's really nice now I'm able to so I'm married with two kids and now I can tell like if I'm not feeling good not feeling up like maybe I shouldn't be around people right now and obviously this last year we were depending on your home situation you might have been around people but now I can be like you know what I'm just I'm not feeling myself or I'm just not feeling that great I'm gonna go be by myself instead of trying to force myself to be around people and then maybe be kind of cranky or sneaky. And that's been really nice. And sometimes now I've been able to be like, wow, that just, you know, watching the news, it's really stuck with me. I'm having a hard time. I need to, 
either be away from people or maybe I need to go get that out of my system. I mean, and sometimes that's exercise. Sometimes that's meditation. Sometimes it's just a breathing exercise. Like I have some in my book. I also sometimes use chimes or like lighting like an herb bundle of like rosemary or something just to feel that shift and to feel like you're getting rid of something. And, but it starts with self-awareness <laughs> is to notice the stuff first. Right. And so would that be kind of, because we're, we kind of talked a little bit in, in the beginning about, you know, making steps or taking steps or, or some tips and tricks. So would you say that the first thing a person should do is try and be a little bit more aware of themselves and how they're feeling? Yes, I feel like that is self-awareness and it takes some time. So I have my book like structured that the first section are things from nature. They're more like physical things to do. And then it goes to breath, then it goes to thoughts, and then it goes to like imagination and energy because I feel like that's kind of a path of self-awareness that you go on. So it's easy or it's nice at first while you're trying to develop that self-awareness is to know that if you, you know, played some music, it shifts your energy. So like I have, I mean, everybody will be able to hear it. Like before I got on this call with you, so I have some chimes. And so just to feel like it clears the space and you'll hear, you'll feel this, like the vibration. So if I just do, you just imagine that vibration kind of going through you, going through the space around you and clearing it out. I mean, that's such a tangible feeling. And then like the other thing I was saying is that like you have like an herb bundle, like mugwort, juniper, rosemary, incense, and just the act of lighting it and maybe saying, okay, can the smoke please clear away like stagnant, negative, challenging energy. So then that's another thing. And you're physically involved in it. And I, so that's kind of why I like to start with physical things. Like another one I have is just even your posture, <laughs> like just like noticing your posture and fixing it. <laughs> And that will start to give you a self-awareness. You know, you'll notice a difference of how you felt before you bring the chime or before you did the smoke or, you know, before you changed your posture. And you're like, oh, gosh, I wasn't feeling that great. So it is kind of a nice way to start self-awareness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And noticing those little tiny shifts can make such a big, powerful change in how you feel and the way then that you bring your energy into your own life and into the space that you're in as well. I feel like a lot of this, like I developed learning a lot of it. I was a yoga teacher and I practiced yoga. And then I think just as my kids got older and I was teaching less and couldn't go to as many classes, like I feel good in that class, but I didn't have anything for the rest of the day. You know, like, I mean, you can go to class and you feel really good. And I will say it can kind of maybe have that shift where you might feel a little more calm for the day. But if something happens and just shakes things up, though, later in the day, and you're like, I can't make it to an hour-long yoga class. <laughs> like, it's that's when I started to kind of try to figure out what is in my, um, what I was going to say, like, you know, what's my bag of tricks? What's in my toolbox? And I just started things started showing up too. I think I kind of put it out to the universe. Like I need some, I need some other things other than yoga. And that's kind of how this developed. Cause you're right. You need those little shifts. Right. So you, you kind of created a little toolkit for everybody to be able to easily accessible, 
Um, when you can't go to a healer or a practitioner or, or to your yoga class, or um, many people work in very um, interesting energy situations where they might need something that's that they can do at their desk even that would shift that energy for them. Yes. Well, and especially things like that, it's like there's some like any breathing exercise you can do that with your eyes open is nice, you know, like that you can do, (laughs) you know, don't think you're doing something weird. And like one that I use that shifts energy is you take four sniffs of an inhale and then one long exhale. So if you want to do a couple, we can do some now and you just, it's four sniffs. You go, and then one long exhale. And you do that a couple of times. You can do like three times. You can keep going depending on your situation. I closed my eyes just now because I think that's automatic. You don't always have to if that's not what's available to you. But I mean, I just feel like an energetic shift you feel like maybe you got rid of something that was a little closer that you didn't need and that so breathing i like exercises are things that people can do easily i mean just take a a deep inhale and then a really long exhale out of your mouth can lower your heart rate like trying to have a longer exhale than your inhale and i think that was something i used a lot of times last year I would just find myself cooking dinner and i'm like my gosh my heart is racing just you know when we were in quarantine and the summer when things were just really like a high level of kind of feeling panicky or anxiety, just having a really long exhale and it works. You just keep doing it. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I feel calmer. And then again, that's nice for you to have, like that's, you have access to that like all the time. Right. And it's simple. It doesn't cost anything. It's just like you said, you have access to it all the time. And it's, it's just a matter of, like you said, self-aware use a tool (laughs) yes exactly and i feel like once you start learning some you just then others start showing up what's kind of neat or like if you had the book or even what you just heard me share right now might make you think of something like oh gosh yes i love doing that i forgot i haven't done that in a while and then you start to create your own little toolbox right Right. Now, is that something that you encourage people to do is kind of to follow their own path and see what comes up for them naturally? Or do you say, here's a bunch of tools? I kind of mentioned that like in the introduction that the book, like if you do everything in the book, it doesn't, it's not going to make you more like me. It's actually going to make you more like you. I feel like it helps like every, just those little Um, like hearing the chime, doing the breathing, maybe adjusting your posture, all of a sudden things you've been carrying, I mean, just thoughts, emotions, energy that just kind of got shook up a little bit. And it, you know, kind of maybe cracks some of that persona that maybe you've been maybe hiding behind or you've just been living as, and it does, you get a little bit closer to, I feel like your, your true spirit. And that's why it's like a free spirit that you do, you end up, Maybe doing the same things I'm doing, but you end up feeling more like you and not like me. You <laughs> know, it's kind of fun like that. And then I guess I was saying too is like you might go through and you might not like as many, but I feel like along the way as you're discovering things, like I said, it's 
you just kind of change your energy and the universe responds and things will just start showing up in your life that, like I said, are reminders of, oh, or new things that just make you feel good or that shift your energy and they'll show up and then that will just end up being a part of your toolbox. Right, right. So the more open you are to the universe kind of saying, here you go, <laughs> here's something new for you. I feel like that really is how it works. I mean, you can easily, you know, like if you look back on your life, it's easy to spot those times when you're like, wow, I was really not open to anything. I was trying to figure out everything in my head, felt like maybe I had to do it all alone and how that closes you off. And and that to know that, I mean, it's okay, but that, that happens. And, and I don't know if people really ever get to a point where they're not like that. I mean, just think about how last year went for a lot of people. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, something happened and it shifts. And I think that's something that then comes into is just kind of forgiveness, you know, and being like, it's okay. And then noticing how over time, though, you start to build this toolbox and you can get out of those times a little bit differently, maybe a little bit faster. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, the collective energy shifted <laughs> somewhat in the past year. And, and it is hard. I see is that you're in Arizona, right? Is that Arizona over your corner? You're Yeah. Okay, because that's where my mom is, you know, and like this year has been difficult because I'm in Austria. And my mom is in Arizona. And so, you know, kind of that, that worry that we have, and I think that has actually kind of, I don't want to say, a lot of us are facing like, um, things in, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to put this because, you know, when you're doing life coaching and everything like that, you're just like, okay, you know, life is kind of outside of your hands. Sometimes you have to just make the best of it and everything. And then, you know, when when we have then this pandemic or something that's totally outside of our control where we're just like kind of reminded of the the extent of what we cannot control, then it turns us to these little things that we really can control and that make such a profound difference because we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live you know, in, in the news cycle repeatedly, we don't have to do that. We can, you know, really connect, like you said, ground into ourselves. And that's the first step you said, right? Is um, like you said, go out in nature. Yeah. Like to be more physical. Like, like I said, it, like the first section I have essential oils. So just meaning, you know, you inhale an essential oil. It's something you hold. It's a physical act that you do and it shifts your energy. Like, my favorite one is cedar wood. It really grounds me. A lot of people I found don't like it, but it really helps me. I would say a lot, if you're still at a point where something that occurred to me, I think was maybe pointed out to me, was that, you know, I have all these tips. Last summer, it was not, I was having a hard time like really relaxing. Like I was doing little things, but was I relaxing? And I had learned this where you put lavender on a washcloth and then you put the washcloth over your face. I mean, over like just like your eyes and your nose so you could smell it. And then to do, you could just do deep breaths. The one I'd learned is called box breath and it just means like you'd inhale for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, or no, sorry, inhale for a count of four, hold it for a count of four, exhale for a count of four, hold it. And then 
I'm making a little box with my fingers, <laughs> but that you do that. And oh my gosh, then after a while, you would kind of let go of the box breath and you just be breathing. And lavender is usually relaxing for a lot of people. I know not everybody likes it, but that idea of, I have a feeling a lot of people didn't relax much last year. Maybe you still aren't. That finding an essential oil that really has that, I mean, I'm trying to think it was like a biochemical effect <laughs> that it has on your body and to do it like laying down so that you can like the muscles can start to relax. I had to start doing that at night to really feel like I got maybe even if it's just a moment, but you get a little bit of a release. And when you do that, I find then you can handle the next day or what's coming up just a little bit better than when, like you said, you're kind of in like a social media or news cycle, just taking it all in. It's hard to know what the next step is or what to do. Right. Well, I think even before the pandemic, the 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 habit was to kind of push ourselves, you know, work 12, 14 hours a day and, you know, always be reaching and grasping for more. So when you take the time to find the essential oil that feels calming and to lay in bed and to do something to really ground yourself in your body and to relax yourself is is good no matter what's going on in the the world around you you're right i mean i feel like i did a lot of journaling over the last year and something that kept coming up when i was reflecting back was that my new way of living should be to pause not push so you had just said we're pushing ourselves and it's like i was able to reflect back and I was like, oh my gosh, every time I push, things don't work out. <laughs> it's like that I'm making it hard and not allowing space for things to come in. And so you're right. I mean, and then we all got this collective pause, but then I think it was hard because of that push mentality, right? And it was like trying to take in all the information that was available to us. And I think to be gentle with yourself in the sense that even me, I have lots of energy. I go all day like to say, oh, I'm going to take 15 minutes to meditate sometimes is you're like 15 minutes. I don't have that, even though you do. But that's why I think it's nice to do like you can do three rounds of a breath, you know, do something for a minute. And then sometimes if you happen to actually have the time when you're doing it, you're like, this feels really good. And you might end up going longer, not every time, but at think that's even like I was saying we shift from doing yoga classes like to this sometimes you don't even feel like doing an hour or something but you know you need something right yeah. well yeah because I mean I am one who will just get on the floor and do you know a few cat cows and go into you know uh downward dog and do a couple of sun salutations just to get up and move my energy because I can feel it after working or you know you know how it is when you have small children too you have the like the eternal child in arms posture and so that kind of affects us as well yeah so and and you know typing all day and so really you are helping people find really quick and easy ways of I don't want to say correcting, but it's almost like just like shifting. Like I mean, you might not always yeah, be negative, but I feel like it creates a 
energetic shift from maybe just not knowing how you're feeling or not feeling good. I feel like both of those, you know, to maybe just feeling a little bit better or maybe just a little bit looser, a little bit lighter, a little bit more connected. Um, there was something you said that I was going to comment on and now it just slipped my mind. <laughs> oh, I was going to say you were talking about, you know, doing a little bit of the sun salutations or something. I feel like then once you kind of start learning these little things, then you start to notice when you haven't done anything, you know, like you say, you know, that morning you woke up and you happened to jump on your phone and your day just went. But if you've been doing these a little bit, you'll probably hit a point in your day and you're like, whoa, I just need to go for a walk or I need to put a timer on my phone and breathe for a minute or um, read a positive affirmation or, and then you start to notice it. And then that's kind of nice. Whereas before you might've just gone days, your whole life, whatever, not doing anything, kind of thinking that's the norm. And like you said, like you don't have control when you have control over some smaller things that have a big impact though. Right. Yep. Yep. What was your most profound experience with having one of these tools come to you? Or do you have like a, any stories that were, you were like, just like, wow. <laughs> um, that's interesting. I feel like some of it started and I haven't even kind of got into more of the woo woo parts of the book, <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think, <coughs> excuse me, maybe five years ago or something, I was in a meditation, you know, visualizing that I was somewhere and a bear showed up Ooh. and it was, you know, like, that hadn't happened before. I guess that's why I'm a little stumbling over my words here. Like, and so it was so interesting. And I was like, okay, that's I, a bear showed up. And so I went home and looked up, like, what is the energy related to bears? And it was kind of like mama bear, um, hibernation. And really what was going on with me at the time was my kids were younger. And I did, I needed to draw in a little bit more. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how crazy is that? That... When I looked up all the energy from like different cultures or, you know, and then even mainstream, like what people associate with bears was exactly what I needed. So this was, I do say, I feel like I get a little bit more woo-woo and spiritual every year. So when this happened like over five years ago, it did kind of catch me off guard. I was, but then I was like, oh my gosh, that was, I opened myself up. I was available and the bear showed up and it was exactly what I needed. And I had always, you know, Tiger was my favorite animal. So, you know, that's a little bit more bold, fierce. And I don't think I ever would have been open to a bear and thinking of, like you said, like kind of hibernating to turning in a little bit, you know, maybe some solitary time, but it's exactly what I needed. And it really showed me that I was like, oh my gosh, there's something bigger at play than, than I, I was really connected with and or open to and then i started every morning like picturing the bear next to me sometimes like i'm trying to maybe imagine the bear's paw on my shoulder or my lower back for support and i never gave the bear a name i just said bear and then over time like the bear would wear a flower crown and um it's just been a real source of comfort for me and then sometimes i feel like when animals show up they can move out i'm kind of hung on to this bear um but at the beginning, so that was, I think that really kind of led to me even just being a little bit more open 
to all of this. I think I felt like I was a little bit, but that was a big, oh my gosh, like the universe is going to, can things can show up and show what I show me what I need because I wasn't going to get there on my own <laughs> if I was trying to push it like you said and like stay in my head right no I love that story and and it's really interesting how even the animals that come to us in meditation have these really overarching symbols that can can go with us and i love that you said that like let an animal flow into your life and then let it flow out of your life because i think sometimes people really kind of say like you said oh i love tigers and i i would would have liked it for it to have been a tiger maybe if i was envision if i was consciously choosing the animal that i was connecting with it would have been a tiger but since i was open or I didn't really set the intention of meeting an animal to begin with. And then when I really got into the symbolism around it, then I really noticed that it was something that I needed. I like too that it became a friend. Yeah, it's real interesting. It's part of my, I like pray in the morning and I'll be like, God, angels, bear, Gloria, Nana Madeline. And now it's, I mean, I don't even, it's so quick. I'm so quick to say it. Um, that it's neat. I know I put it in the dedication of my book and I mean, I know there's some people who know it and I mean, you can think it's weird, but when things happen like that, like I'd say like, so maybe it doesn't happen. In a, I have an animal guided meditation that you can listen to. And then in the book, the animal guide section has like a meditation, like it's written out. And then there's a section that lists, I don't know. I have a couple of pages of animals in here that just share like the energy of each one oh, cool. and so it's not comprehensive but what i suggest is i mean then there's a couple ways so you can do the meditation see i mean you can just even just imagine you're in a natural setting and see if an animal shows up and then i say if an animal doesn't show up then there are a couple ways you can go like you can read the energies of the animal like in the book that has pages and there might be something that you're like oh my gosh that's what I need. And then like to just feel it like energetically. And then maybe that's the animal you should work with for a while. Or like I say, put it out in the universe, you know, what animal support would be best for me right now. And then see if just a certain animal you start seeing a lot of like, you know, on TV and ads on anything, like not necessarily physically. And I think it's, it's kind of neat to see what shows up. And I have some, like I made printable Oracle cards that come with the book. Like, I mean, you print them out, cut them out. And so I separated all the animal ones at the beginning of this year, 2021 and pulled one and it was the pig. And one of the messages of the pig is to not worry about what others think. And it's oh. been really neat. I mean, and it was funny. Cause I was like, I love that. Cause you think of the pig in the mud and not really caring what other people think, but that has come up for me so many times, just, I mean, we're still in January, but like something will happen and I'll realize I'm catching myself thinking, oh, do they think this about me now because I said that or whatever, or, you know, am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Some of this is like volunteering at school and whatever during this crazy time or, and I'll think of the pig and I, and I'm like, oh, no, that is not what you're doing right now. You're not worrying about what other people think. So that has just been a blessing. I mean, 
whatever is it, the 27th, I'm like 27 days in and I've been able to catch myself some of that negative thinking because I have a pig animal guide right now. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so look, you, uh, the, the support's out there. <laughs> it's like, just go and find it. And you know, if you're like newer to it, you might need to put an image somewhere to remind you to do that. I mean, it's a lot more common for me now, but it wasn't. And you know, it's taken some time, but um, I haven't had a pig animal guide before. I mean, and it was in the book cause I, you know, went through and picked ones that I thought would kind of show up for people. And I'm really having fun with it. I'm really enjoying it. Cool, definitely. Yeah, we saw, we have um, wild pigs around here. So every once in a while, like I've only seen two and we've lived here for a really long time. But anyway, yeah, they're they're really popular around the turn of the year here in Austria. It's like a really common good luck kind of symbol for the start yeah. of the year too. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned some woo. You, I love the woo. Got it. That's the beginning of the woo. So it's it's like the largest part of the book. It's at the back. And so, I mean, I'll just go, so like animal guides. So that was one thing, being open to that. And you'll find it fascinating. I mean, I, when this book first came out, I did a little launch party and it was a lot of um, the moms from the school I'm at. And I know, you know, they were honest with me. A lot of them were like, man, I don't work with animal guides. And I'm not saying that they weren't open, but um, it was fun, like one, you know, they would, one woman pulled something and then she messaged me the next week. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing that animal everywhere. And then it was in a song that my kids sang at the school concert. And <laughs> I'm like, I don't have, you know, explanations. I'm like, but if you just stay open, it's really neat. And so she felt like from the message that came through, you know, helped her. And so some of the other woo things, like I have in here, it could get grounded. And this is something, gosh, I learned this. I'm 43 and I probably learned it maybe when I was 19, is to imagine like an energetic cord coming from the base of your spine. You say cord, but now I actually imagine a root. root so it's the base of your spine all the way, like you picture going through the layers of the earth and then kind of like becoming one with the core of the earth. And I've evolved this over the years. And then now sometimes I imagine like roots going out from that root and like you just picture you're like grounded and connected to the earth. And the new thing I've been doing lately is like feeling like I just drop everything I don't need out of my body, my mind into the earth, into the roots. And that think of mother earth is just like transmuting that, taking care of it. And then after that, like from the center of the earth, I imagine like golden white light coming up through that maybe just giving you like nurturing, grounding energy, helping you feel protected. You can imagine it going through each chakra and then maybe imagining like the white light around you. And then that kind of builds up. So there's a section in the chakras in here. So you can kind of add, like I like to add all this stuff together. And then I have a protection visualization and that's what I was saying there. Like, say you imagine that white light come up and then you imagine that white light around you. And what I like with that is that you almost, it's almost like um, a picture of being like a, somehow a, like a firm bubble. <laughs> right. You yourself when you're in things like, say there's like negative words coming at you, even if it's just like the news and you can like, it's over there, you're taking it in, but you can picture it like bouncing off. So like the light at the end, like there's a seal and you're here. And so you can observe it and take it, but it doesn't actually like come all the way to you. 
And then when you forget to do that, or you don't feel like it's working, that's where I feel like some of the earlier stuff comes in for like clearing. You know, you're like, oh, I let all that stuff into my bubble. And then when I talk about that, it's almost like if you imagine that you're like Velcro, like, how do you feel at the end of the day? Did you like, is it like, could you picture yourself that you're like, oh, it's news, Instagram, you know, cousin, somebody at work and all this stuff is just stuck to you. Like, how do you get rid of it? And one of the things I like doing for that is to imagine like your favorite bouquet of flowers. I mean, I actually have a video on Instagram where I do this with a real bouquet. Sometimes I do, but you imagine the bouquet like going around you and like just taking all that stuff and getting stuck on the flowers, it gets it off of you. And then you imagine like the bouquet kind of flicking it off, flicking it away and it just disappears. And I imagine it going, all around my body and sometimes you'll notice it stops at certain places a little bit longer like i always feel like maybe my forehead or the back of my head like clear out all of the thoughts i'm thinking and i like to do roses and sometimes you can imagine like the scent of the flowers after and that's one of my favorite ones i've been doing that for a long time too and i just went on a little bit of a ramp there but i feel like i could keep just connecting all of the woo stuff in here no, I love that because I do very um, some very similar things in and I love the flower brush because, you know, I normally do like um, more like a sword or something like cutting through. But I also feel like the flower brush adds kind of that, um, you know, roses are such a high vibe flower to begin with. And so you could even like get your essential oil even though rose is really expensive if you get a good one, <laughs> but um, get your essential oil and then, or um, hang on a second, or uh, uh, that was from you. And so you add another perspective or another layer to that because you're inhaling the scent and then you're doing this visual visualization and getting all of this negativity and sweeping it away from you. Yeah, you're right. Cause I also do like, like a Archangel Michael with a sword, like cutting mm -hmm. cords, it's like anything that's, you know, draining energy from me or not serving. And then um, there's a section of crystals on the book where I like to take a selenite wand and I kind of do the same thing. It's like, I like almost like, you know, move it around and then I like fling it without, you know, you don't let go of the wand. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and then usually, you know, you picture white light after, but with the flowers, it is fun to kind of maybe connect with the scent. And, and then you could do that by like lighting a candle or now I love it when I, you know, I'll pick up a bouquet of flowers before I put them in water. <laughs> it's like, you know, you go around and then I just got a bouquet a couple weeks ago of, I keep meaning to look up what the flowers they are there bell-shaped and they're so pretty that I was using that and like the smell connected with them and I was like oh that's so fun and then now every time I go in the kitchen I just feel like they automatically kind of clear my energy every time I look at them. Oh nice nice do you know um Robert Reeves because he has like a whole deck and and book associated with like the flower it's like a flower symbolism book it's really oh, interesting um, I do, I have one, there's a woman named Tess Whitehurst that okay. I studied with, and she has a one called The Magic of Flowers. Ah, cool. 
So, like, mm-hmm. that's another thing where, like, you say to being open to something. Like, um, roses are my favorite flowers, so that's always been an easy one for me, and it's a nice story you can conjure. But, again, to almost imagine flowers and, like, what shows up, and you're like, tulips, okay, weird. And you'd look it up, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, tulips had a really cool message for me. <laughs> and so I think that's, like, to not put so much pressure, like, what shows up, and, um, I mean, I do that, and roses show up a lot for me and but like to kind of have fun with it but it is neat to and i think that's another thing that gets you out of your head even though I mean, part of it is that like oh what showed up and then something shows up and the next thing you know you're looking it up and then you're like oh that's so interesting and even though i guess if you're reading with your head and stuff i bet you you'll just especially over time you'll start to feel all that energy more around your heart center you know, and maybe even feel a little tingly every time you're like, oh, something, something's coming through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like when those synchronicities happen. Yeah. Like the other day I had this beautiful dream and I woke up from this beautiful dream. And then the first song that came on the radio was like a continuation of that energy from the dream. And, you know, so then I was just like, thank you. It starts you out in such a, a fabulous mood. Or, you know, shifts your mood, like you said. I will say, like, over um, winter break, that's because I have kids that I say winter break, but I, like, took a break from news, work, social media, email, and then I decided to kind of, like, how much can I continue that, you know, once um, January hit and they were going back to school. And so I went intentional with the news and then, I actually unfollowed a lot of accounts on Instagram and just being on it less. And obviously I've done this in the past. And it's so funny how then you, there are cycles of this, you know, and then you do it. Oh, yeah. And I, it's this January, I feel like I'm just having tons of syn- synchronicities and just things are flowing a little bit more. And like I said, I feel like it's been easier. Like I said, when I catch myself, worrying about what others think and all of a sudden I'm like oh no the pig is over there nudging me going don't worry about others think but it does take I think it's always hard to realize you do that's easier to do when you're not being like inundated all the time but to know yourself I'm I'm sensitive to social media like I I I, took me a while to be aware of it I'm pretty extroverted and so I always felt like that's such a good place for me, you know, you're connecting. Um, but and I think just over the years, I realized though, when I'm constantly looking at what other people are doing, I mean, how often do you go through and scroll through your own feed? I've actually started to do this, to be like, oh, we had a good time last month. Or look, you can do all this amazing stuff with all these amazing people. And then you go on and look at other people doing their stuff. And all of a sudden you're taking out of the good feelings you created because you're not going on and looking at the fun you had but sometimes I think it's nice to go go through your own feed and and maybe if you do want things like maybe you're not as having as much fun as you'd like but you know be open to that but try not to let it be like like what other people are showing you feeling because like you mentioned at the beginning that's just a part that they shared that you know it's not all rosy but in order for me to really feel like good and in the flow i have to be kind of restrictive in some other areas and i actually talk about that in the introduction of the book that i said take some discipline and i was like that's not a word that people associate with free spirits and i think that's what has gotten me 
caught up a lot of times over my life. Everybody's always considered me a free spirit. But then, like I'd say, maybe my mom and my husband are closer to me. They would see more of the times I get stuck or, you know, hung up on things or just maybe feeling bad about myself. And now I know that it's it's twofold. I feel like it's a like discipline in doing these little tips. Like it doesn't have to be the same thing every day. That's where, I mean, for some people, I mentioned that too, like you might like to do the same things at the same time and that might be what you need. So for me, I can't do that. It doesn't feel good, but I need to do something every day. Otherwise it doesn't feel good. And then the other side of the discipline is I have to be disciplined in what I'm taking in, who I'm spending time with, who's getting my energy, how much time I spend on my screens. Um, and I think sometimes you can think, oh, but I'm a free spirit. I should just be able to do whatever. And if you're doing whatever and it works for you, well, then that's wonderful. <laughs> but if, it's, if you're doing whatever and it's not working for you to, to kind of check in with that, like where can being a little bit disciplined, it's so funny because my younger self would be like, I cannot believe you're talking about this. <laughs> it offers a freedom that I did not, wasn't aware of when I was younger. And right. And like I said, I mean, there's like how you find a balance being a free-spirited person. So, so I'm like, I got 30 things to choose from in my book. And there's even more. Like I said, you can open it and there'll be a page of 10 animals, you know, like to pick something. And I just need things like that to shift out because I do have a hard time being disciplined. So it needs to be fun. And so Right. right. Well, and like you said, so many of us who, who feel spiritual have this kind of like, ooh, discipline. Yucky. But um, I was reading, um, I think it's like sacred practices or something like that. Barbara Husson, I think is her new last name is Danny before. And she talks about it being a disciple to yourself is discipline. And also one of the best things that I've ever thought about, like seriously, like for me, boundaries are key. Like I have to have boundaries in place. And before I was like, you know, um, unconditional love, give as much as you possibly can and this and that and the other thing. But I figured out like, it's like a lazy river. A lazy river has to have a track. And then you sit on your little inner tube and you go on this track and you can relax. But if it doesn't have that, track then it's just a mess <laughs> i like that i like that i'm well, just the idea of that doesn't it sound nice to be floating down the lazy river right now <laughs> yeah totally in the sunshine <laughs> that's a visualization we should all do later i'm like oh that sounds nice just imagine let yourself go down the lazy river and relax into it i know it's interesting it's like to be disciplined or consistent with um and even like the things that are fun that I mean wouldn't even be considered spiritual. Like, what do you do? Like, what do you like? What makes you like, have fun? Like, and how often do you do it? Especially when you think of, um, you know, now I get that like thing on Sunday or something and it tells me how much my screen time was for the week before. It's like, oh, wow, a day? Really? Oh, okay. Like, okay. I could have taken a chunk um, of time. You know, like, what do I enjoy doing? There's like a life coaching section in the book where I kind of have you, like, what do you enjoy doing? Um, you know, there's a letter to your younger self. Like, what did your younger self like doing? And to kind of remind yourself of those things because it's so funny how all of a sudden you can get caught up and you're like, gosh, I haven't 
you know, say like watched a French movie with subtitles in for like, you know, a year or something. And it's something that brings you joy. And so to check back in with those things, like, oh, I don't know, we get, it's so easy to get so caught up. And then like the next new thing and every, and that we forget like the things that actually bring us joy. I like that you mentioned that too, because it, 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 you're so right. It is so easy to get caught up in like all the new things and trying to keep up with, you know, especially if you're doing business as well and, you know, trying to promote your stuff and, and everything you have to be doing this and that and this and that Instagram, social media, Facebook, YouTube, everything. And so you're just like, when's the last time I like kicked up with my feet on the table, like you said, and watched a cool movie or went out or got the paints out or, you know, did something belly dance or do something that was totally fun, but you haven't done for a while. Yeah. I have um, like a collage wall behind me of a bunch of different things. And one of the things that hangs up there that my kids picked out for me, and this was before, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago, but it says, do what makes you happy. And I remember they gave it to me and I was like, makes me happy. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did I get to this point where I felt like I was a little, I was too outward focused. And I think social media was part of that, you know, like, um, and I had to like consciously think about it. And I was a little upset with myself. <laughs> I wasn't just, like that my whole life wasn't just filled with, things that was making me happy, but it was also a bit of a kick in the pants. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this was given to you. And I had to pause and be like, what does make me happy? And am I doing any of it? So that's a huge one. Check in with yourself on that. So I've been a lot more intentional with that. And I mean, you might have to write it down and have the listing somewhere because you're gonna forget. Um, you're gonna forget. I mean, so just to know those little things, like I love watching um, British mystery shows. I mean, that, I mean, it just like, that's a like, form of relaxation and it makes me feel good. And to know those little things, it's just, it's huge and it can help other areas of your life flow. So that's a good check-in. Right, right. So shifting into something that brings you happiness, even if it's for 20 minutes a week or whatever can yeah. have such a positive effect on you. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe there's, maybe it's new things, you know, maybe you're kind of at a point where you're shifting. Like what are the new things that bring me happiness? You know, you're not doing some of the same things anymore. We're not bringing you happiness. I mean, I think especially after this last year, um, everybody's had a shift, like things that you've let go of and, and people you've let go of. I mean, when you couldn't see anybody, it was kind of interesting to find out, like, who did you actually talk to? That was kind of big for me. I was like, wow, I was talking to everybody before. And now I feel like my friend group got smaller and stronger. And that's been really nice. And I mean, so I guess, you know, like an unexpected bonus of 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for me, I had to really realize that I was giving a lot of energy to a lot of different people and ignoring my family. And that was the opposite of what my priorities were. So I had to like, I had to say, wow, you know, just the the 
reprioritize reprioritizing things for me was a big one yeah and i think it's like nice for you to share that like too like to let people know like that it sneaks up on you i mean like i was feeling pretty good a lot of this time last year and then it was kind of interesting to have some things hit you and you're like oh right was i ignoring you know my family on some level was i ignoring myself on some level and to almost just be like okay I mean, that comes back to the self-awareness. Like you might maybe need to beat yourself up a little bit for a little bit, but keep that period small, <laughs> you know? I mean, and that's again, like kind of feeling those feelings, but it's almost like, this is something I've been working with is those feelings that maybe you all of a sudden feel guilty about it. Um, to like thank those feelings because it's showing you what you don't want, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. I don't want to feel like that anymore. Um, it doesn't feel good. I'm going to forgive myself and how can I shift this going forward? And so that kind of always, you know, like be gentle with yourself. Right. Right. And you said before we came on that your book is going on sale. You're going to have a promotion of some sort and you're redesigning the cover and we can get this at a discount. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> it's on my website, which is carryberkey.com, and that's K-E-R-R-Y-B-U-R-K-I.com. And then just at the top, it says sale, and I'm coming up with a new cover, and then I just know it's priced on Amazon. You can get on Amazon for $27.99, and I just know for some people that's been out of reach, and so I thought it was kind of a fun opportunity to maybe people who wanted it. Um, a lot of people buy multiple and give them as gifts. So I thought it was kind of a nice opportunity for people to maybe pick up a couple copies. I already had people when I told them yesterday I was doing the sale, they're like, well, put three aside for me. Cause I'm making it, if you get three, it's pretty much like um, three for the price of two full price. If that makes sense. Oh, nice. But so it's on, if you're in the US, the shipping is included in the, was it continental U.S.? But then if anybody's outside of that area, you know, and I was like trying to figure out, like, I don't know if it'd be any cheaper than Amazon, but I'd be happy to work, you know, with them on that. And it's fun. Like the update of the book is not going to be like the lessons are all still the same. I'm just doing a little, a little bit of a, a refresh and I'm kind of excited about that. And just wanted to Kind of extend the opportunity for more people to get it or share it in the meantime okay and do you do any kind of like workshops that go along with it or online um meetups or anything that help people walk through the process or coaching so you ask i mean i um have made videos for every lesson and i will probably have a course coming out and oh, cool. there is a bonus section so right now like i just put on the my blog and on youtube like it's like i walk you through the introduction and it's kind of like a almost like it's a little bit of conversation where i talk about the discipline and talk about how it won't make you more like me it's a little bit of what we talked about here so it's kind of a nice intro and then there's a bonus section so like you can listen to an animal guide meditation you can listen to the protection visualization there's a lesson on tapping into your intuition, and I have a guided one you can listen to there. There's a lot of printables there that you can use to fill out um, portions of the book. And then I also, each section 
begins with a positive, or each section begins with a quote and then ends with a positive affirmation. And so I just made um, a guided meditation. It's not out yet, but it's going to be on YouTube in a bit of uh, going through all of the positive affirmations. And it's really like, talk about like shifting your vibration higher. Like you feel really good by the end. So I'm doing all those little things. And then I think a course will come out um, because I know people get excited and buy books and it's hard, especially since this one, you can just open up and do one. You don't necessarily have to go through the whole thing. If you did though, it'd be pretty life-changing. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It sounds like it. Uh, Hope says um, she has to watch the replay to see what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hope is so, and then it sounds though, like there are a lot of great bonuses, great bonus materials that are available when you buy the book as well. Yeah. I have a background in um, like the handmade and stationary business. So I like created printables and I made, there's like, I made printable Oracle cards. There's like over a hundred. So I mean, not everybody has the personality yeah. to want to print those and cut them, but I just, I like that stuff. So I added it. And um, I mean, you could always just have somebody else print them and cut them too. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I like that stuff. So you could make a little addition. Like, and then I think I added some like extra essential oils um, in there. There's uh, the book ends with following the moon phases. And okay. so there's a bonus of like a chart, like how to moon chart, like with your emotions over a moon cycle. And then also how to like set an intention at the new moon and like how to maybe manifest that over the moon cycle. So there's all sorts of printables like that to kind of help you kind of really set some of the stuff in motion. Very nice. Ooh, I I'm all like, oh, I got to go to Amazon after we get off. <laughs> Double check the shipping and everything. So, well, I'm going to wrap it up now, but I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing all of this. And I think this is something that I would definitely be interested in. And I know that uh, the people who I interact with and who I've made Spiritual Business Spotlight to kind of serve are definitely going to be into this as well. So, again, your name is Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, Berkey, B-U-R-K-I dot com. Yeah. And the book, can you show us again? For, so, Free, Free Spirit Guidebook. And I love that. It's a gorgeous book with a great variety of topics inside. And if somebody wanted to email you to ask you any questions, is that okay as well? Or should they go through your website? It's fine. It's um, hello at kerryberkey.com. Okay. Hello at kerryberkey.com. Whoops. That was an interesting thing. I will put it in the... <laughs> I'm dealing with two different keyboards here, and the Austrian keyboard is different. Okay. Well, thank you very much again. And I, again, we have all of your information in the um, comments on the video, and then we will also put them in the YouTube notes, show notes down below. So have a fabulous day. Thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate your time. It's wonderful to connect. Definitely. Okay. okay Take care. Bye. Bye.